Hi, Tone. How are you? Hello, Nana. I am good. What's up? And welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're on episode three of And Just Like That. And yeah, how's your week been? It's been good. It's good. It's falling apart. Weather on this side. Sorry for the weather talk, but it's been good. <laughs> been busy. I'm glad. So wait, it's still not hot. Not really. I mean, it gets hot, but then we get a lot of rain. So it's always oh. cloudy, and then there's rain, and so okay. you never know, you know, where but you're gonna land. I feel you. Apparently, our heat is moving east towards you, so you're welcome. You know, sorry guys, again for the weather talk. You know, last week, Dallas was the hottest country, country city in all of North America on for yeah. two days. Dallas, followed by Fort Worth, followed by Austin. So when I say we've been suffering, I've never experienced heat like this in my life. And even for Dallas, it's unusual at this time of year. Do you know? So yeah. But we're supposed to get a relief next week a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, yes. Happy 4th of July coming up as well to all of you who celebrate. I'm just looking for a day off work. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, yes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yes. But yes, like I said, we're on episode three. And this episode was called Chapter Three. And at first I thought it was a typo. (laughs) I'm like, wait, did they forget to give this episode a title? But then obviously as the episode went on. I figured out why. So yeah. So what did you think of the episode overall? I'm about to blow your mind. I really, really liked this episode. Like mm. I enjoyed the episode as it was going through, and I was like, is this and just like that? I don't know what changed. I can't tell you what it is. I didn't even get to finish listening to the official podcast. So I don't yes. even have any insights or anything, but I really like this episode. Oh no, I d- didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I will say one thing I really liked was the handling of grief. I I like it when you can tell that something someone is taking care with it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's such mm-hmm. a difficult thing. And there was a little part of me when the episode started, even thinking about the last two episodes, like we haven't really seen that much of Carrie's grief that she seems to like not be okay but to be handling it well so I really appreciated that they showed that obviously grief isn't linear it has its ebbs and flows and what was that nice quote that Bitsy said to her the whole never feels but new life will grow around it so I think those parts were my favorite parts of the episode yes um yeah, I think that was one part of things that I liked. The other thing I liked was, remember last um, episode, we were talking about how they said they were trying to develop all the characters they created. I don't think I realized how many new characters they created, but the show, but they really are about developing the characters because I was not expecting Carrie's neighbor, um, Lisette. Lisette, yeah, to come back. <laughs> to show up, <laughs> to come back. But they did. And I think the thing that I liked is... I'm beginning to feel like, you know, like when you get fillers, not us personally, but like people who do fillers and Mm -hmm. then your face settles. I think the characters are settling, at least for me. So they're becoming like people I know. Like when I see Lisette, yes, this is the first time she's coming up in the episode, but I have a backstory. 
she had a boyfriend that was terrible with her. I know that she adores Carrie, or she not adores. She looks up to Carrie in some kind mm-hmm. of way, and she has the jewelry business or whatever. I don't feel like it's a random person they just threw at me. Yeah. And I really love, like you said, the way they incorporated Bitsy. I mean, who knew Bitsy would be the one to survive from the original and oh, show no. up in it just like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and stuff. And then the whole LTW or whatever. My heart jumped when I saw, like, listen, LTW and Naya might have a friendship. I am here for that. Yeah. So I think all around it was just a feel good for me. And I feel like maybe things are finally settling. And maybe sometimes you, we just need to give it time. Like, let's say I think season one was horrible. I'm not going to change my mind on that. The first two episodes were horrible. But I think, you know, in the criticism of TV shows where we always say they're canceling TV shows so fast, they don't give it time, blah, 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 blah. And I always give room for pilots. Like, it's always hard to introduce everything. Maybe that grace we should give to the show for season one. And maybe Mm -hmm. now things are settling. And I'm saying all this and we're going to watch the next episode. And I'm going to be like, oh, man, it was a fluke. So (laughs) No, I still think season one was mostly terrible. I can't lie. And I still don't think this is good. But I do think it's better. And I I completely agree with you. I guess it is giving characters a chance to grow, right? Because it was kind of a cold open um, season one. Because we don't know. I'm like... Who are these strangers? Do you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, so I do like that. I will say, I I feel like I I don't like the direction they're taking Naya's character. It, to me, it feels almost like a different character from season one. She seems, I feel like she's been told to kind of dial up, not the crazy, but again, she is going through a traumatic life experience. But to me, it feels almost like a different character from the one we met in season one. And I don't know if I like it. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I feel that way. I feel my interpretation is the character that she was in season one was a repressed character. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. feel she was playing a part because her husband wanted a kid and she didn't know how to say, I don't want a kid. And I'm just Mm. doing this because you want to. And she was going along with it. And now that she has that freedom, she can come into herself and realize who she is without, what was his name? DeAndre? So I think now she's coming into her own and bringing her into the fold with the ladies. And then we get to see her true character of who she is. Yeah. I don't know if I like it, though, I'll be honest with you. To me, it just seems like a bit of a whiplash. But I guess we'll see what they do with her. What don't you like about her character or who she is? It just seems like a different character. So I don't know who this woman is anymore. Like, it's the whole, like, oh, I'm getting a divorce now. I don't know, I just feel like it's a bit stereotypical. Like someone that we've been introduced to as a university professor, he seems a bit more reserved. Even with Miranda, and they were building like a pretty decent friendship. To me, it just feels like a different character. It doesn't seem consistent to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say I like LTW a lot, actually, and I like her with Charlotte. I think it's really inappropriate. I know it was part of the joke, but then perving on this child, I'm just like, what's going on here? <laughs> what message are we trying that to get? That was part of what I was hoping to get from their after show because I think they really tiptoed the line with that yeah. one. And I was very surprised that they decided to go for it. Well, a little not surprised because Michael Patrick King is all about anything that's controversial. He's mm-hmm. there for it. He, he, he would go to that 
run towards that line. But when it was about a guy, a, a teenage or tween or whatever age he was, who looks a little whatever, and they're all like, well, then it's okay. I'm just like, oh, that was pretty bold to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that. like but it. I, and imagine the optics if the genders were reversed. Like, it's not yeah. okay <laughs> at all. Like, if it was a group of dads perving, oh, look how hot this, like, it's disgusting. Like, let's be real. Yeah, I but I like, like I generally like, besides where they were oogling over him or whatever, I did like the whole storyline. It was kind of fun of like being on the MILF list and then finding the list and then squealing that it was like, there were number two and three or whatever. And I don't know. I just thought it was fun. Like yeah. it wasn't like heavy and I um, enjoyed it. So did I. Um, That's why I feel like they didn't need that scene. I feel like the storyline was good enough to stand on its own, but it is what it yeah. is. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, Seema having her Birkin stolen, like, that theft happened so fast that I felt so bad for her. And I rewound the scene just to see how that was done. And honestly, it seemed realistic to me. You're just chilling outside your apartment waiting for your car and someone yep. just snatched and that and that's that. It's typical because your defenses are down, right? Because I'm sure yeah. she was walking down the street, she'd probably be holding on a bit tighter to it, or she was in an unfamiliar area. But she's literally right yeah. outside her building. She knows the car's going to pull up any second. She's trying to light a cigarette, right? It was literally yeah. the perfect moment <laughs> for an opportunist. Yeah. And it hit me by chest, because I was like an ostrich Birkin. It's not even a regular Birkin. That's going to cost at least 30 grand, you know? Oh, I felt yeah. for her. And I really like that. This is what I like, like, about the show's relationship with fashion that they understand I know not everyone is into fashion even when she spoke to Carrie like she really understood why she was so upset because at the end of the day it is just a bag but it's also not just a bag because yes it's an extremely high status bag but it's something she bought with her own money for herself to celebrate a big milestone so of course she's going to be devastated and to me kind of linked like the same as like when we're talking um, in the season near the season finale of the regular show when Carrie thought she'd lost her nameplate necklace and even in this episode when she thought she'd lose it again like things mm. I know they're just things but they mean something to us we accumulate these things like throughout the course of our lives otherwise life would be kind of meaningless right <laughs> the things that remind yeah. you of things of how far you've come so I like how they handled it it was trivial but they still had some seriousness to it so I like that a lot I thought Carrie was too calm when she told her about the Birkin being sold. Yeah. I just expected her to freak out too, but she was very, very calm. So, but I feel like this yeah. is a new Carrie. Like, I know it's just in stark contrast, but there's so many things where late 30s, early 40s Carrie would have, like, been screaming or, like, been flighted, which is why sometimes I know, like, these women are older, but I feel like we met them already pretty old in the original series. That I'm just like, does your personality change that much <laughs> from like between your 40s and your 60s? Do you know? I don't I know. I think so. But were they in their for Okay, yeah, in the movies and stuff. Yeah. But honestly, I I think so. I feel like the things I used to freak out about, I don't freak out like as much like I do, but not like the way I would when I was younger. Yeah. So I can I I can see that being believable, but. 
I want to talk about what you just mentioned about Carrie, but I'll talk about that later um, in a different storyline. But let's talk about the audiobook. Yeah. And Carrie recording that and all that stuff. I My first thought was like, yeah, SJP has a great audiobook voice. And I was like, wait, or maybe it's because we've heard her do all these voiceovers in Sex and the Oh, yeah, City. maybe. And we're I, used to it. And I, and I'm used, yeah, and we're used to it. But I thought she had a great um, audio book voice. But the thing that I thought was, okay, not stupid in, in light of what the thing was, was she wanted to cut out a sentence that the book had. And I'm like, Carrie, that's not how it works. If you read an audio book, it has to be exactly how it is in the written form. So maybe she wasn't in her right mind because she was grieving. I think she just didn't know. Do you think Carrie has ever listened to an audio book in her life? <laughs> Be serious. I generally feel but like she, she just doesn't know how it works, which is why she kept, she didn't get that they were like, we want you to read it because it's such a personal memoir. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she didn't understand how the business of audiobooks work. She's allegedly she's an author. never listened to one. <laughs> yes, we said this in the original thing. Allegedly an author who'd leave her laptop in New York while she moved to Paris. So, yeah, it tracks. <laughs> it tracks for me. Completely tracks. I generally feel like she's never listened to an audiobook in her life. So, yeah. What did you think about her faking COVID? It seems it's so funny because you could tell these storylines were written like a year or two ago. Some of them, um, it would have been like trying to be like on the pulse of things. But um, I know like I have a lot of critiques, but hey, it's what I'm here for. Um, I feel like to me, what's missing within just like that is the humor that the original series had. It's a different type of humor this time that doesn't hit for me because I feel like if, say, Carrie was sick in the original series, like faking COVID, there would have been a bit more levity to it. But this to me just seems sad. And again, that's life, right? It is sad. She's lost her husband. So I didn't find it funny because in my head, I'm like, just tell them you don't want to do it or you're not up to it. You're going to need some time because clearly it's very difficult. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her faking COVID? I wasn't as annoyed as I was, as I would have been when she was younger, because I just think I've concluded that Carrie's an avoidant mm. um, and she doesn't like being upfront about things or causing any um, conflict or anything but she really she just said it was hard for her instead of just saying that she had covid and it just seemed like something carrie would do because then she had to lie to everyone until Mm -hmm. she had to go to lisette's jewelry thing and i'm like that you decided to go to and i think now is a good time to just bring up i guess what you were saying about carrie stuff because even when was it Miranda who called or Seema somebody and she also lied no she lied to Charlotte that she had COVID and all that stuff and then I thought to myself and I wrote it down and I said Carrie is more cagey in old age than she when she was younger Carrie was such an open book she used to talk about you know everything and all that kind of stuff and now she's more cagey the only thing I said I didn't listen to the official podcast but the only thing that I gleaned out of that was they said she was feeling like she had already used up her emotional um, quota 
with her friends and she didn't want to be a burden. So she's just keeping everything to herself. And that sounds realistic to me. Like, I know sometimes if you're going through grief and all that, yes, everyone says, take all the time. It is what you want. But there's something about it where you just don't always want to be that person. So you kind of ration the help or the, the things that you need from your friends. So I think that was realistic what she was doing. And maybe for her, it was just easy. And it's been a year, which in the grand scheme of things is not a long time. But to Carrie, probably feels like, oh, my God, how much is going to be about John died, John died, John died. It's just easy to just say this and let me just hide where I am. And that's why she lied to Miranda and to Charlotte and to people and to say that she had COVID. But I think even besides that, I think Carrie is just holding a lot of things to her, keeping a lot of things to her chest now. But I don't know that that's being fully explained. In the grief part, I understand why she did that. But just in general... I don't know if it's a life thing, if some, we miss something, but she does seem like she's not as open as she was when she was younger, like you've been saying. Yeah, this is what I was kind of touching on before, that when I feel like I don't buy that these characters or Carrie, I guess specifically, just because um, I feel like her character wouldn't have changed that much, like from her 40s to, I guess, her 60s now. Or so late fifties. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but it just it feels like a different person is what I'm saying. And I just don't buy that someone's character will change that much. I do love like the whole her conversation with Seema about her feeling like she's used up her grief tokens or whatever. I thought that was very realistic because um yeah it is realistic. Like no one wants to be the miserable friend or the friend who's always unhappy, even though everyone rationally knows you have the reason to be but that's what happens right you get voices in your head like lies like you're like oh everyone thinks I'm a miserable person so I'm just not gonna talk when I don't feel good I thought that was really realistic like you said and really well done I will say one thing I like I feel like Carrie's become a better not that she was a terrible friend but I think we complained a lot about her being a very selfish friend and she seems far less selfish at this stage in her life to her friends mm-hmm. I feel like she's more she's actually listens to her friends <laughs> gives them good advice and I loved like what she did for Lizette like literally just letting herself in anyway because she knew she was probably in there and I that's something I, unexpectedly like I've really grown to like like the because before I was like what's the point of this Lizette he's supposed to remind us of like a younger Carrie but yeah. It's nice seeing Carrie in a mental role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's cool. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really nice. I think something that I wrote down was like, I just love the theme of friendship in this episode. I think we saw so many facets and so yes. many groups of friendship. Um, in Even Miranda calling Charlotte, right? And Charlotte yes. reassuring her that she was doing the right thing. I love that as well. That was a nice touch. Yeah. But speaking As of an that, aside, let's sorry, before you get into Miranda, did you notice that Carrie has an iPhone now? Has a what? <laughs> has an iPhone now. Oh. Remember no, season one, I was like, the most unrealistic thing about this whole revival is that Carrie would have an Android. And oh, she, she has an Blackberry, iPhone. No, it was an Android. Oh, I thought season she had one. a Blackberry and we were ragging on like, who has a Blackberry in this day and age? Oh, I thought it was an Android, but yeah, it could be wrong. 
But yeah, but she has an iPhone now. So I just thought it was funny. Oh, yes, you were saying about Miranda? Yeah, we're just trying to go back to Miranda and going back to her life in L.A. And she decided that she wanted to get a tattoo. And she calls Carrie for that. Again, one of the biggest gripes that we've had and a lot of people have had is what they've done to Miranda. And I guess I'm being a hypocrite because if, if I'm saying <clears throat> that people can change that much, I'm saying that for Carrie, but I think it's because of the kind of change that it is. And I'm not saying I'm saying that it's not realistic for Miranda, but I think it's because to me, Miranda just veered all, all the way left. In Carrie's case, I feel like <clears throat> she kind of grew up. So that change yeah. I can see happening with certain life events and certain things or whatever. But with Miranda, it's like she's regressing. But I yep. mean, one could argue that it could be because she was so rigid her whole life, she's deciding to do something different and be less rigid and go with the flow. That, that That's possible. I just never considered it. It could also be because I see some of myself in Miranda, and when I see this, I'm just like, what is this person? So I'm just like, yeah, I'm Miranda's not definitely growing down. <laughs> <laughs> what she is. But I just think, like, the Miranda we know is not going to call Carrie to ask permission to get a tattoo. And it's just ironic that Miranda says she wants a tattoo to remember this phase of her life when this phase of her life is her wandering aimlessly with no life of her own in California. And then also, was the tattoo just her initials at the end? It was a robot or something. She didn't know what she no, was. It w- <laughs> no, but you know at the end, she like takes off when she gets back home. It says MH. Oh. It's, it's just Miranda Hobbs. And I was like, okay, like, well, so all that hand ringing for that, okay, okay. Yeah. I did like how she dropped everything for Brady because I'm sorry, I've I just really don't like Che. I feel like they're such a selfish person, and I don't understand why Miranda's hitched her wagon to them because what? Clearly, there are different stages in their life. Che is only concerned about this pilot, this sitcom, etc., etc. But I'm sorry, your son calls you. And yes, we know as adults now that obviously Brady's going to be fine. But his, his first huge breakup in a different country, he's distraught. Do you know what I mean? Almost gets hit by a car and he doesn't care. That's Miranda's only child. I would be like, yeah, I need to make sure my son is okay too. You know what I mean? And he clearly yeah. doesn't want his dad. He wants his mother. And this, mm-hmm. these are the things that I feel like, again, I don't have children. So it's just from my perspective. When people are like, oh, they need to toughen up. Yes, he will toughen up. But this is his first one. Do you know what I mean? So why can't yeah. you give him the support and the tools he'll need so in the future, when this happens again, and it will happen again, he'll probably go through a breakup again, he'll have better tools to better deal with it. Like, you don't stop growing once you hit 18 or 21 or whatever. Like, that's not how life works. And I feel like yeah. Che is so concerned about themselves that they don't have the compa- the capacity to consider anyone else's feelings. I don't feel like they consider Miranda's feelings at all. Even Miranda says she was going back to New York. Like, I'm just like, of course she'll go back to New York to be with her child like what what did you think of it all am I overreacting no you're not I think everybody shares the same sentiments um that you have I don't think it's that whole confusion of what are they doing with this character of Che 
I don't know. It's not believable that they're so monogamous and so like into this relationship. Their first priority is to show. So everywhere, even the way that they talk to Miranda, I don't like it. When they were reading lines and they were going for it, it's kind of like condescending and Miranda's just so accommodating and it's just, I'm not buying their relationship. Like it's a partnership. It's so, so funny he's accommodating because in my notes I wrote, why is Miranda be so accommodating to Che and getting nothing in return? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, if you were going to leave Steve and you wanted something fulfilling, this is not it. Where you're okay. second fiddle, you don't have anything, someone who does not respect the fact that you have a child. Like, Che just seems like they don't have a care in the world, but you're choosing to date someone who has a child. It yes. comes with a responsibility. No matter what your age is, no matter what anything, people have to realize when you date people with children, that's a whole different set of rules. Yes. Because the kids will always come first in always. the normal space of life. We know some people don't put yes. the kids first. But are you willing to put up with that? And are you willing mm-hmm. to understand that? So even when she did that and, you know, quote unquote, ruined her take or whatever, that's all she cared about. She wasn't even trying to listen that her child was going through something and, oh, it's just heartbreak. Like, she doesn't have the range to even accommodate that. So I don't know what they're going to do. That's why, again, I don't understand what Miranda's doing here. You've given up your child, your friends, your, what, is she still in school? Do you know what I mean? She'd gone back to school, your career to move across to be with someone. I don't buy it. Like, is this the great love of your life? Your one true passion? It does not make sense to me. And yes, yeah. like you say, Miranda's like trying to live her life because she has been so repressed her whole life. But I, it just doesn't ring true to me that it would be this direction. Like, I, they need to do better. I'm sorry, but they do. How did they solve the problem of Tony Danza playing a Mexican? We just moved mm-hmm. past it? Yep, we just moved past and I, but I, I do say I like what they're doing with his character because that I don't know what their name is the I guess a showrunner or the whatever it's such a dick to Che <laughs> like they're not an actress they they I'm just like oh no I've I know I keep comparing it but whatever this is what I mean that the humor doesn't hit for me in this season at all it's just giving me very almost slapstick humor there's no refinement to it. Because remember we said, like, in the original season, like, doing our rewatch, that um, what hit us is, like, the comedy's done really well, right? And they have great comedic timing, the original actresses, all of that, and everything is missing in this. There's no comedy for me. Yes. (laughs) It's a drama, but they call it a comedy because it's not quite an hour. So exactly, exactly. I wish I was really happy for Seema that she got her back in back. (laughs) Yeah. I felt the relief. Stopped to pet a dog and it was just waiting for her right there. Good for her. Things like that happen though. Have you ever had that when you're like desperately searching for something, you give up on it? And it just turns up, and you're like, "Why? If I hadn't turned this way, I'd never have found it, or something." I just always cute. I have a question yeah. for you. What did um and just like that, I got COVID mean at the end of the episode? It didn't make sense to me. I don't know if I was being. Dumb. I think she actually got COVID because she went to that community table to oh. eat or whatever, and then she got COVID because. Oh, okay. She was saying she- but she went out there and everyone's I think like you said 
they wrote this some time ago when the world was opening up and everybody was just going back to normal. And then I'm just like, she got COVID. Okay. Because I didn't get so it. Cool. Okay, so it's literal. Okay. Because I'm like, okay, so you guys are chilling with these group of Australians and then all... And I was like, am I being dumb? But okay, so I should have taken it literally. <laughs> so it's rewrite for looking for deeper meaning. <laughs> this is why I was trying to to their podcast to get all the little nuggets and share, but I didn't get a chance yeah. to. So. But that you was know how I feel about that. But <laughs> it's great that I do love your nuggets. I don't want you to ever think that I don't love your nuggets. But my beef will always be if I have to go searching, then you didn't do a good job. <laughs> I feel like it's always nice to get behind the scenes and more information, but everything should still be able to stand on its own. And sometimes yeah. they fall short of the mark. So, yeah. Yeah, did you have anything else to add? Yes, I have just like little, little things here and there and here, and I'll just do it really quickly. Boo to them shading an Android. I have an Android. I am not ashamed of it, but boo yeah. to that. Really I've said it a million times. They're my least favorite people. People who phone shame. I find it so weird. <laughs> get a life. But anyway, yes. <laughs> I can't get over the bubbles that they're making LTW wear. It's almost like a running joke or inside joke or something. They're just getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, does she need a weight to hold her down? Like, what is going on? <laughs> You so, say it's a joke, but I adore her jewelry. This is what cracks me up. Oh. Even said it in season one, oh. and I said I like her jewelry. It's so oh. me. I love it. I love it. I even wanted yeah. to know where she got the gold one from. I was like, yes, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Naya. The goal is she's just always gonna have braids. Yeah. Forever in the show, because she's I never like not had braids. So, I had braids continuously for seven years of my life. So hey, solidarity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not saying he has a complaint. I just noticed like she's not doing anything. She's just gonna have like braids um, yeah. every time she's um the show. So I was like, interesting. The Quick mic guy speak- that they- Sorry, speaking of Maya, did you not think it was unprofessional for him to hit on her at work? That guy, the sound guy? No. Oh, they don't work for each other. She works for LTW. I guess. I just thought it was a bit yeah. like, really? Right here? In front of everyone? You guys at work? Okay, sure. When else is it going to see her again? Um, but yeah, that's what I was getting find. into. Like, I, I thought the Mike guy, because um, LTW was wrapping up stuff and all that, I thought he looked like Michael Keegan Key from yeah, Key and Peele. Yeah, I could see it. Mm-hmm. And I liked how Naya was being shy and I liked um, how they were all talking about it at lunch because he texted her and they were all being giddy. It seems very little, but I did. I say it again that I like what they're doing to give people, women of a certain demographic. Like, I like them being giddy because giddiness is not reserved for youth. Like, they're yes. going through different stages of life and if they're happy and all that and she's feeling like a schoolgirl that someone else. We don't know how old Naya is. Naya seems to be younger than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. If she's still trying to have a child and all that, I'm assuming she seems that she's like much- she's in her forties, like very early forties yeah. or late thirties, yeah. Yes. So, but either way, they were all happy for her, and LTW was like, "Ooh," and all that. Giddiness is not reserved for the youth. Anybody can be happy and do whatever it is that makes them happy, but not to the extent of Miranda. But you get what I mean. I just yes. like that. Um, yeah. like the whole we've talked about the whole bitsy scene, and I want to say this again, especially when she said the second year is worse than the first and all that. 
we may not relate to this because we're not there, but I'm glad again that there's something for people in this stage of their life because there are people who either in their second marriages because they lost their first husband and they're going through widowhood and all that kind of stuff. So I like that there's something out there, you yes. know, to relate to. Um, when Seema tells Carrie to go out there and do the things that make her happy and she goes shopping and buys all the shoes. I'm not even like a shoe person, but every single shoe she tried on was great. <laughs> it was lovely. Carrie's always had great taste in shoes, so <laughs> I'm yes. surprised. She has. Mm-hmm. And finally, when I saw Anthony and Seema sitting down at lunch, I was like, when did Seema and Anthony become lunch alone friends? Like, I know we're putting all the people together. Then when she said Carrie's late, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Because I just didn't think they had graduated to that level of yes. we're going to lunch by ourselves. Like, okay, we're doing too much here. But I do like you know, that they're getting to where everybody Don't you is. think that's what people don't talk enough about that? When you have, like, a bridge friend? <laughs> yeah. So when they're not there, you're just like, this is awkward. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm actually, I shouldn't anticipate it, but one of my dearest friends is leaving me. And I've made a bunch of new friends through her in the last year or two. So now I'm thinking I'm really going to have to put on my big girl panties and hang out with these people without her. And I'm really dreading it. <laughs> and I feel like it's something that people don't talk about enough, you know? When your bridge friend yeah. is gone, like, <laughs> what do you do? But yeah, it was a yeah. cool scene. I like that too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. overall, that was it. That's all I had. But overall, like I said before, love the theme of friendship in this episode. I love that Seema gets a take two because she wasn't so sensitive to Carrie in the first season. And sometimes maybe all you need is, I don't know, maybe having the history you've had with a friend for so many years can be a blessing and a curse. And maybe what Carrie needed was just maybe a new friend where it doesn't seem, even though realistically she's not doing too much, Maybe mm-hmm. Seema was just the right friend for her to have at yeah. that time to talk about the grief and all that stuff or whatever. So, but yeah, yeah. overall to me, the best episode of the season so far, but uh, we'll see what they have for us. Yes, yes. And can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yes, guys, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That's T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, and some email some of you have been emailing us we appreciate it we love it keep them coming um yeah that's where you can find us and please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts particularly on apple Podcasts. we'd really appreciate it thank you guys so much again for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye